0: You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks post-game show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus.
1: Geno starts the game off hot 13 of 13, ends the game 23 to 28, 195, and two touchdowns run game, didn't get going the way you wanted to, but they did just enough for shot. Penny led all rushes. 12 carries for 60 yards. It was all about the tight ends offensively for the Seahawks today. Kobe Parkinson, two catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. Will Disley, three catches, 43 and a touchdown. The second half, it was all about that defense. Two goal line stands causing fumbles on that defense. The third one forced a field goal. This was a team effort. On the return game, you got to give DJ Dallas some love. He had a couple nice returns there. Complete team win for the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. And comes to Seattle with no losses. Leaves with one. Very proud fans leaving Lumen right now. We got lots more to cover when I get back. I'm sitting here with Robert Turbin, Marcus Truffont, Ray Roberts, and Paul Moore. We're going to hear from the voice, Steve Rabel, as well. Seahawks win 16, sorry, 17 to 16. Lots coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those games. What a great, what a great football game. I mean, wow. it had everything. It had... Given up some plays. It had penalties. It had, uh, it had big passes. It had short passes. It had a quarterback. One we really knew very well in Russ, and we knew what he wanted to do. But Geno Smith, I mean, talk about stepping up and playing and running the offense the way it's intended to be run, checking down, getting rid of the football, got hit from the blind side a couple of times, not his fault. We could run the ball better still, I think, and I know that that's one of the things they're going to work on. This week, short week it is, for San Francisco. But I'm telling you, Pete had these guys ready to play. And uh, they they did, I thought, a really good job against Russ. He still completed a lot of passes for a lot of yards. But in the end, they came up one, part of one point short.
1: Raves, the first half was all about the offense. We saw shifts. We saw motions. We saw play action, getting the tight ends involved, something we haven't seen in a very long time. Second half, it was was about that defense. Goal line stance are crucial. Two fumbles, um, one forced throw to, excuse me, Russell throwing out the back of the end zone, forcing a field goal. I mean, this was a complete win.
2: It really was. And when you look at the first half compared to the second half running the football, what the Broncos had like a 6.7-yard average in the first half, And in the second half, just a 3.8 average. Dave and I always talk about up here what a great job Pete and his assistants do at halftime in making those kinds of adjustments. And we heard Cody say it. Hey, we were just kind of amped up and we overran plays. They played the second half the way the defense was designed, and they were there against the run. And it forced them, Russ, to make some decisions throwing the football. But uh, you can't can't discount, as you said, the great job that Seahawks defense did in goal line situations. Remember last year, we did a great job in keeping teams out of the end zone. They filled up the record books from 10 to 10. But inside the 10 or the 5, Seahawks did a good job in keeping teams out of the end zone. And that's what the defense did tonight.
1: Raves, the great part about this win is that this football team can still get better. I mean... He tried to target D.K. Metcalf seven times with seven receptions, only 36 yards. Lockett, three receptions for 28. I like the way they mixed it up, but there's still some room for them to get explosive. And then defensively, um, you still got to wrap up. We saw some missed tackles, some things you don't want to see. This is going to be great to walk away with the win, but they're going to watch film and correct some things.
2: Yeah, and I think some of those young guys who, uh, you know, you'd watch a receiver just run wide open out into the far flat, and then here comes one of the younger guys trying to chase him down. I don't know what the defense call was, but I can guarantee I've been around long enough to know part of the defense is not letting somebody run completely free on the far side of the field so you can throw a pass to him. So they will adjust those things. They will fix those things the Jamal Adams thing I am I'm just I'm shaking yeah. in my boots hoping that it's nothing that's desperately serious but when a guy like him doesn't walk off the field when he's car- taken off on the cart, that's really not a good sign because he's tougher than a sack of hammers. So I, I hope that he's going to be okay and can play at least at some point during this season. But the rest of the young guys stepped up. Jones came in uh, in the second half, played well defensively. Those tackles, for the most part, I think one penalty on Abe and a, a couple of misses on the backside for Cross. Otherwise, I thought they did a pretty good job. And then, again, Gino doing everything that – he was coached to do and he did it the right way i remember he said this week listen we know there's going to be a ton of emotion i can't let that affect me because i have a plan that i have to stick to and boy he sure did
1: yeah prayers out to jamal we hope everything is good there but um it has to be rewarding for geno smith to walk across the field look russell wilson in the eye shake his hand walk away with this w rapes
2: Absolutely, and they, those guys love each other. When the game is over, they are as close as they were, uh, as they you know practiced and, and had meetings every week for the last four years, every day for the last four years. But for this period of time, this 60 minutes, that guy is the opposition. He's the enemy. Afterwards, you can go over and hug him up, and especially feels good when you're on the winning side.
1: Well, Raves, as usual, great job today. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bump. All right. Raves is humble. I'll say it for him. Gino was feeling himself walking across that field, shaking hands with Russell Wilson. Great win for Geno. When we get back, we'll get more analysis from the fellas here. A lot to break down. The Seahawks get it done on Monday night football,
3: 17 to 16. Nice opener. <laughs> um, you know, this opportunity to play on Monday night and all the hype and all the buildup and all that stuff was such a great challenge for our guys. And uh, um, just all the natural things that you would think could happen, you know, with – you know the storylines and all of that, and then nobody gave us a chance to win this football game. And and without uh, uh, that, we didn't play because of that. We played because we were trying to play good football. But that's that. It really is the case, and uh, it, it just shows you this was such a team win and such a smart. Play, played a well played game by the, all the fellas out there because we just kept hanging and we took advantage of the penalties and we didn't give them uh, you know, hardly anything to, to you know, with uh, on their penalty side of it. Um, the ball, the the, the belief in our, our guys to keep hanging down there around the goal line. It's been an incredible couple uh, sequences down there and some great group plays that made, that made that happen. The line of scrimmage was big and then the guy made the hit and then the guy makes the recovery. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I was, I was surprised that they took Russ out there at the end. You know, I, um, um, we, weren't, we weren't thinking field goal there. We thinking, you know, it was fourth down and they're still going. So we, um, you know, it gave us a chance to win the game on that play. So um, it was, we were fortunate there, fortunate to get it to make the kick. They kicked the hell out of the ball. Um, but this was a great night. It was really a great night of football and, and to get started and to know that, uh, you know, you want to know in the division. It's a good start there, too. Um, and, uh, how about Gino? I mean, Gino just he's 17 for 18 in the first half. I mean, who does that? You know, these guys, these guys just don't do that, you know? Um, but remember he did it against Jacksonville. You know, he had like, I don't know, 12, 13 in a row or something like that. So Gino played tonight. Like he's been playing the whole time we've been practicing. That's what he's been looking like. He didn't look any different than what, what he's looked like in practice. And so that's why we had the belief in him. And that's why he, he was able to, to win the job and, and, uh, go out there on Monday night football and win, win a football game. Um, uh, there's some guys the, the, the I'm really fired up for the, for our defense that they hung in there. We gave up a lot of yards, but, uh, it's, the, it's the power of believing that you can stop somebody no matter how, how much there is left there is so, uh, it's, it's so enriching for the, as we go, you know, down the rest of this, this season here that we can do stuff like that. Cause you believe it just helps you believe. So, uh. It was a great night. The fans were ridiculous. The 12s were so good tonight. God dang, they were great. And I'm so, so pleased that we could give them a game like this, that they could have that much fun. And they even, we got to win the game on, on three times with those timeouts. So each time we won a game again, then we won a game again, then we won a game again. It was great. So I wasn't I wasn't bugged by that at all. Um, but they were incredibly good. And uh, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that we get to play here. And, and, and our fans love it so much. And they they perform like that on game day. It was awesome. Um, so... What do you got? You always
0: say those goal line moments are some of your favorite to, to have that happen twice back to back drives. What was that like? Yeah,
3: there's there nothing more intense in sports than that moment right there. And uh, when you know, uh, it's just the it's just the greatest challenge and, and the greatest uh, you know celebration moments and uh and and opportunities just just it's all just grit and grinding and, and guts and and all that and we, we didn't do it once we did it again but there was a few plays in there we had to make great tackles and great hits for every inch was counting down there and uh, uh Clint and his guys on the defensive staff uh and i know they're so fired up to see those guys come through like that they did a great job tonight
4: does part of you feel
3: validated at all um you know, I don't feel like that. No, I don't feel like that. Um, I'm, I'm just glad we won the football game. You know, I, I don't feel like validation wasn't after, after that. You all might think I should have been, <laughs> but uh, with all that's been talked about and all that, but uh, really... We had a great process to get ready for this game. And these guys, I mean, they played hard the whole time, and they played smart the whole time. And that's thats the kind of football we have to play. Our special teams were spectacular, covering kicks and all, and with, with the way they flew and, and the hits that they made and the celebrations that rose, you know, the sidelines up and the fans and all that kind of stuff. that that's, that's validating, you know, the way we coach, the expectations that we have, the belief that we can win on Monday night, regardless of what everybody else thought, uh, you know, prime time again, you know. Um, that's validation in those regards, but not for maybe something else that you're talking about.
5: Russell, um, you know, we asked you about that earlier. You're
6: going to follow the 12's lead. They weren't subtle about it. They came out booing. I'm just wondering if you had any response to that as a guy who's... Yeah, they,
3: they, they, they really... Uh- I didn't know, and and I was, I was wondering, you know, how they would respond. Figuring that they probably would respond in a way that trying to make it as hard as possible on on the other guy because they want to win, and so that's what competing is. And and our fans competed in spectacular fashion tonight. This was amazing, an amazing uh, place to be tonight, and right from the get go. Were you surprised they went for the 64-yard field goal? Yeah, I
5: was.
3: I did. You know, it's a good way to win the game. You know, they could have won it. It wasn't that far off. He kicked it far enough, didn't he? It was far enough to go. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, I was surprised. I wasn't thinking that. We were all planned up and ready to, to win a game on fourth down.
0: What, what happened say? to Jamal Adams? And how was he? Uh,
3: he, um, he hurt his knee tonight. He, um, not a typical uh, knee injury. Um, it, his, his quadricep tendon, I think got, it got damaged some tonight. He, he's, he got hurt, so it's a serious injury.
5: Pete, with quarterback, you talked about point guard distributor. That doesn't include big plays, but, you know, you want a guy who can get the ball out in all the different ways and be efficient. It, was there a, and is there a more ideal example of what you want than what happens tonight?
3: No, but Gino did more than, you know, he, he, he made more plays with his with his legs than I expected him to tonight. Um, he, he took off, and I was so mad at him. The, the time he's running up the sidelines, he just gets smoked on their sidelines, you know. What's he doing? You know, get out. But, uh I get over it. But um, he did the things, just finding Diz on the first touchdown pass, you know, escaping the rush, slipping up underneath, and dumping the ball for an easy touchdown. A gorgeous play by him. But he had some other ones as well. And uh, you can see, we, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys were doubting or that, you know, everybody just thinks that this, you know, we were making stuff up. We weren't. This is what he looks like. Obviously, he just did it again. So, um, anyway. Did you so guys get, 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 f- get to think whatever you want. He's
0: been through a lot in his career, had some tough luck over the years. I know it's only one game, but how gratifying is this, do you think?
3: Oh, I, I would think it's very much so. And, and, and I've said this now, he's the best, I'm saying it, I don't care if anybody believes this or not, he's the best he's ever been right now. Because of the four years of being in the system and being loved up and taken care of and looked after and he did, he did his part in, in, in reverse to always be there for us, he was ready was ready for this moment and the experience that he had, you know, the guys just, they, he was so poised and so calm in this game. It was just fun playing with him. And we've talking as the game's going on and he's having fun and laughing and, and enjoying it. And, and he was, he, you know, the moment came to him and, and he was ready for it. And so that's uh, yeah, a, a really beautiful illustration. It's a great story. I think it's a great story. And what'd, it is one game. You're right. What'd you say to Russell Wilson after? I, um, uh, I can't even remember what my words were. I think nice game. Pete he I mean, just kind of, you know, what well, you know, night. God, he was physical and he was tough and making stuff happen and, and big plays at a sack, at the big hit for forcing the fumble, and, and he was a problem. Uh, he played great. He, he really did. Um, so I was thrilled that he you know, he was able to be that impacting. Michael Jackson
7: came out, started free guys, came away with both fumble recoveries. Just what did you see from him tonight? Yeah, he,
3: you know, what? I won't go to the negative. Michael played a really good football game tonight. And, and he made a couple really good hits. That's what we've been seeing from him. And I, I was really pleased. What I'm thinking is there was a couple that he missed early on, or one that he missed, that was not characteristic of the way he's played. Uh, he played a really solid football game. So did, so did Tariq. Tariq was right on the, the, the deep balls they threw. You can't cover a guy any better than he did. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he, got, he got a couple penalties. Did they have two? Did he have two? Yeah. yeah. And the, the second one, Chase, and he that was nuts. He didn't have to do that. But he's he calm. He's poised. He took it in. He had a blast playing football. I talked to him about it. And uh, this is just the first step for him. And uh, a lot of really good, positive steps coming our way, I'm sure.
4: You said it's not validating. But for the guys in that locker room, like Diggs and Pocket, guys have been around a little bit. Now they've seen the program change, new quarterback. How much is this a signal to them that you're on the right path? That, yeah, you know, I
3: really took the que- Michael's question like he was thinking that the trade was you know was validated tonight or whatever. That's what I didn't. That's what I felt like he was asking. Um, but for the for the Denver guys that are here, it's a huge win. It's a huge win. It's freaking personal. You know, they, their families are all over the place because they get traded and all the rest. Uh, that was expressed by the guys and. and uh, you know, and we downplayed it, and they put it in the right place because all, all three of those guys played really well. But, uh, uh, or no, I'm sure Drew didn't get a chance. But um, they played, they, they played the way they're supposed to play under those circumstances with all that heat and all that, you know, all the feelings that they had. So it's great to give them that win. Um, let, let, uh, well, let me answer the question about the validating thing. That, um, yeah. Yeah, th- th- like I said, th- this this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to play great football, and we're trying to make the right decisions at the right time, use the players right, play tough as hell you know, in all phases of everything that we're doing. And so tonight, that's what that was. That's a hell of a first game. That's a hell of a first game. And I'm uh, giving credit to Denver's a really good club, and they're going to win a lot of games and all that. Um, uh, so it's a, it's a hell of a first game. You, you, mentioned, mentioned, all, your... all, you mentioned all phases.
0: Uh, special teams in the preseason, there were some issues in coverage. But yeah, in this game, it was... Game, yeah, it, that was but,
3: to see the, the yeah, yeah, it was tamper. different guys, different yeah. guys playing. You know, so it, it, we had to just suffer through the, the substitutions. You, you didn't get to ask. I feel like The rookie tackles play tonight. Um, I, I need to see the film, but uh, I only saw one time when, and I might have missed it, but one time when, uh, Charles, you know, got knocked back a little bit and, and we gave up a sack, but I think we also got the ball out too. And, uh, I thought the whole system played really well tonight. That's, that's what you saw our system, uh, uh, functioning. That's what Gino does. He makes it's quick with the ball and the ball's out and, and he compliments the pass protection. And that, that was good. Did, did we get sacked once tonight twice. or twice? Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, Cody Barton. What happened to him at the end? I don't
3: know.
5: Okay. I don't know. In the tackles. This is the first team since the 20, 2009 Jaguars to start two rookie offensive tackles in their first game. How confident were you in that decision going
3: through the preseason? They taking- really felt strong about it, They because of them, because of the kids. They they're really they were really, really um, poised about Dealing with the opportunity, they handled it really well. Um, they were just steady as a rock. There was no dips, no ups and downs. You know, with those guys, they they really performed well in practices and with all of the stuff that we've done. They were always accountable, and they would you know the kind of guys say, "I oh, I messed that up." You know, they had a really good attitude to deal with, and uh, I mean. This is, as, you know, this is as vibrant a setting that the guys can get in, and they were smiling and they had fun playing football. So uh, we're on our way with those guys. They're they're, they're going to be really good for for a long time here as we just keep adding on to it. I think. Sorry, but what happened on their touchdown? Um, it was just a one on one. We got beat. It's just we got beat.
8: Anything else? No
5: oh.
3: injury.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. That was. A very happy Pete Carroll team win. Michael Jackson stepped up. Gino stepped up. Very proud of Gino. You can hear it in his voice. He's like a proud father, man. All right, let's go back to the podium. We got number 14, DK Metcalf.
0: Week one, starting eight years, you
7: put on that performance. Just how top- close it for all you guys to see him do that? Um, well, I mean, it was it was very uh, you know good to see Gino go out there and do that. But um, I mean, he's had it in his whole time. He just hasn't had the, you know, perfect opportunity, you know, for him to go out there and showcase, you know, what he really is able to do when when he's in full control of, of a football team or, or of an offense. So, just for him to go out there and get a win like that, I mean, it really just shows the the confidence that we have in him and, um, you know, what we're looking forward to this whole season.
4: I asked your coach this too, but how much does tonight maybe show you and some other guys who've been here through Wilson and the regime change that the plans work that this is. You're still on the right track. Oh,
7: yeah. We knew this this whole time. Um, Todd is just people trying to rank us. Um, you know, it was just time for us to, to start, uh, you know, ranking ourselves. And it was time for us to you know, showcase what we could really do on the football field. And that was a perfect example of what we could do. What was that atmosphere out there tonight? No, it was real loud. Uh, you know, big shout out to the 12s uh, that were here. Um, they made it hard for me to hear on offense sometimes. So, uh, you know, the fans really came out and, and really uh, supported us.
3: Here at the Geno, Chance?
7: What was that like? Oh, it was, I mean, just for just for Gino to hear the Gino chance, it really gives him a boost of confidence, uh, you know, to to go out there and lead an offense and, you know, just to have full confidence in himself. Um, I mean, it was it was just great. As a quarterback,
5: what are his best traits? What are his attributes? What are the things you like about the way he plays
7: in position turns the ball, runs the offense? Um, I will say uh, kind of like Russ, how he, he's able to extend the play and I mean, I mean, he, he ran for you know like 15 yards on, on, on a second and long one time, uh, scrambled and, and found Disley down the field. So, just his ability to keep the play going and, and not uh, you know let the play die is uh, one of his best attributes, I think. When they, they
6: missed the kick, you guys knew you had
9: it.
7: What emotion did you feel at that time? Uh, I mean, it was just a sigh of relief because it's always a, a nail biter game. Uh, you know when we when we play here at home or you know when we play in general. So. No, I mean, it's always a no biter, uh, but just for us to get get the win, it means a lot. Did You
5: say anything Crosis to the refs after the game? <laughs> you say anything to the refs after the game?
7: You talked. Yeah, yeah, we talked.
5: I mean, no,
7: I ain't gonna tell you what we said, but yeah, we talked.
5: Right. You guys exchanged jerseys? Yeah. 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 Can you say that? No. <laughs> 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 that last sequence that ended with Miss were you surprised the way that went? No.
7: Why would I think, uh, you know, they're going to make the field goal? Yeah. No, I, you always got to have faith in your team. And that's one thing Russ did teach me, is the game's never over until it's over. So just having uh, total faith in our offense, our defense, and our team to come out with a win. Was it strange
0: seeing you've been in so many of those moments with Russ? Was it weird being on the sideline as a Yeah, time? just
7: actually going out there and seeing him in, the, in a Broncos jersey was really, like, shocking to me. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was going to phase me that much, but just seeing it in person was, was really shocking. What's it like for the offense when you're watching the defense get goal line stands, back-to-back series like that? Uh, I, th- I think it, when our off, I mean, our defense does that, I mean, it gives us a total boost of confidence when we go back out there on the field because we're feeding off each other. Uh, defense gets a stop. We know we got uh, momentum to go out there and score and push the ball down the field and keep our defense on the sideline so they can uh, rest and vice versa. Anything else? Thanks.
6: Thank you. Thank
3: you.
1: All right, that was Geno Smith. Tonight's game is presented by Lumen, the trusted technology partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Lots more to do. I promise we're going to get these guys involved when I get back. Okay, all that's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. All right, we just heard from DK. Let's go to Geno. He's at the podium now.
5: right back. What does that mean, and what did this game mean to you in your career with everything you've been
10: through? Yeah, I think when people say what I've been through, I think uh, – that's a stretch, man. I'm in the NFL for 10 years. So, I mean, to say what I've been through is uh, it's kind of funny. And then to say, you know, people wrote me off. Um, i just been working. You know, that's what it means by I never wrote back. I don't, I don't listen to stuff like that. I just work. You know, I know what I have inside of me. Uh, God's blessed me with, with talent and also a passion and a drive. And so, as far as worrying about naysayers, anything like that, uh, I don't get into that type of stuff. You know, people can write you off, but, you know, life, life's about what you make it. And so uh, I've just been blessed enough to be in the NFL for 10 years and been working my butt off. And it's a team game, and we got to win tonight as a team.
0: What do so you mean to do the that? fans chant your name after the touchdown? End of the game, the long run you had. Just hearing that,
10: yeah, it just brings me back. I think it's something with those lime green jerseys. It just brings me back to that, you know, that game last year. And uh, the fans were great tonight. You know, they were loud. I think they caused, you know, maybe a few, uh, a few penalties on them. Uh, a couple delay of delayed games, a couple of false starts. So that's what we're going to need all year. You know, we're going to need our fans to be with us, uh, and we got to give them something to cheer for. So I think tonight was just electric, and just to, to see how it how it ended up, it was great
6: he has been talking up the tight end group all of training camp and preseason. How important was it for them to step up tonight given the talent on this defense for Denver,
11: particularly their secondary? Yeah,
10: uh, you know, one of our, our matchups was our, our, um, our tight ends on their linebackers and safeties. And so... Uh, You know, you never know who's going to make the play. You know, that's the interesting thing about offensive football in the NFL. You know, it could be a tight ends, running backs, receivers. And tonight the tight ends stepped up, but um, the receivers played great. Running backs were in in the passing game as well. I think everyone contributed to this win. And, you know, when you talk about our tight ends, man, I don't think there's a better group in the league.
5: Pete's talked about the quarterback position as kind of a point guard and distributor, and that doesn't eliminate big plays because you get them. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean to you, and how much of you and he talked about that philosophy and how you bring it on the field?
10: You know, for me, when he says that, uh, it just means to facilitate, you know. you know, I, I think us as quarterbacks, you know, our QB room, we have uh, some scoring point guards. We can go score the ball as well. But when you got DK and Tyler and the tight end group that we have, the running backs that we have, Marquise, D. Eskridge, all those guys, man, um, Derek you just put the ball in their hands and, and, and watch the magic happen. And uh, so, you know, for me early on, you know, my thought process was get the ball out of my hands, get into the hands of the playmakers, protect our young tackles, as well as just get the change moving. And I think that helped us out.
0: Denver Drive what was
10: that like for you watching on the sideline how all that played out oh man it felt like uh you know one of our walkthroughs at practice me just watching Russ do that and you know for so long I watched Russ go down even here just go down and win those games and uh I mean it was a surreal moment you know seeing him on the other side up against our defense you know going for one of his vintage you know comeback wins and uh we 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 stood up tonight and I, I was happy about that he
0: said he was mad at you for taking that hit on the 14 yard run What's the balance like there where you're trying to make a play, but, you know, you probably should take care of yourself too?
10: I know. Most of the time I don't, you know, I don't put my head in there. But, you know, I was just so zoned in, so locked in, just playing to win. And, you know, that was a crucial, you know, situation. We needed that first down in a backed up situation. So uh, I was just trying to go for it. But, you know, I I definitely will try to stay away from that type of stuff.
3: The design run, third and two, you tell Oh, that
10: out. was sweet. That was sweet. You know, uh, you know, people forget I can run. So, you know, it was sweet to just have that added dimension there. And, uh, you know, the over-under on that play was for five yards. So I think I might have, you know, was under on that one. But uh, it was a great play call. Uh, Shane did a great job all night at, at calling terrific plays. Uh, kept me in rhythm. And, you know, that one was pretty good. Gino,
3: speaking of being zoned and locked in, you completed your first 13 passes. Right? I think that's what I can you just talk about how you just came focused in early on
10: throughout the game? uh you know that's something that I mean you know I think it's happened maybe you know once or twice but you know I, honestly uh I'm just trying to complete every pass you know you call a pass play, you know you're trying to find a completion out there and what they were doing was playing you know top down and shell defense so You know, I had to dump the ball off a couple times, which contributed to that. Weren't taking many shots. But anytime you can get a completion, you know, it puts pressure on the defense to tackle. And so, uh, you know, it was good to start out that way and, you know, wish we would have continued it.
3: Look look like you and Russell talked real quick maybe before the
0: game a little bit. Did did he say anything or you say anything to him?
10: Yeah, uh, just a lot of love, man. I got a lot of respect and love for Russell. Um, Being here with him for three years, um, you know, I learned a lot. Uh, Got to know him really well, got to understand why he is the man that he is, the way that he is, and what makes him special. And uh, Russell will will always be my brother. Um, You know, I love him to death, and, you know, I just wish him the best. What
0: what was it like seeing Marshawn and Sherm and all those guys
10: there today? It was like a reunion, like a Seahawks reunion out there. And, uh, you know, Marshawn and those guys are always around. You know, Sherm comes out to practice, he helps out with the DBs. And I think that's the special part about this place is that you have, you know, guys like that coming back. And they really feel like this is a family, like this is a place that they can always come back to. Coach does a great job at that. The organization is special in that way. And I think that uh, whenever those guys are around, it just you know brings good mojo. Sandy Roach off
4: the end right back.
5: How
10: long have you been sitting on that? That's uh, that's how off the dome right there. That's straight all that straight bars <laughs> off the dome right there. Uh yeah, that was yeah, just in, in the spur of the moment. That second
5: touchdown where you feathered it over the linebacker. What was your was that your first read, or what were you what was the the overall design
10: of the play and, and how you went there. Yeah, yeah, he was the read. Uh, you know, we had a couple, you know, I'm not gonna tell you all the plays, but he was in the read and uh, you know, the way they played it, the safety ended up vacating the post and then the linebacker had to, you know, basically carry the seam and, you know, there was really no one back there. So I had a, you know, a, a good spot back there that I could find with him and Kobe's a six, seven tight end. So you really can't miss him if you put it high. Gino, the offense was
7: humming pretty well in the first half, but seems to dry up a little bit in the second. Uh, any thoughts on that?
10: Yeah, we got to be better in the second half. You know, that's all I was thinking about, honestly. It's like, you know, I felt like in the second half, obviously their defense, give credit to their defense. They stood up and played well. But um, we got to finish games better. Uh, you know, it was great to get a win. Our defense went out there and did what they had to do. But we, we could have put up more points and, you know, given ourselves a even more cushion to, to have a better shot in that game.
4: What do you think this win says about what the
10: 2022 Seahawks can do this year? You know, it's one win. It's one win. Uh, we can celebrate it tonight. We've got a short week. we got to get ready for a division opponent in San Fran. And, you know, we, we're, we're happy. You know, we feel like uh, we can win a lot of games if we play like that, complete team football. But for me, it's just one win. It's just one game. And uh, we got to be ready for 16 more.
2: We asked Pete Carroll if this was a validating feeling. Do you
10: feel validated? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I've always, well, not not that I don't feel validated. I've always felt validated, so this win won't do it for me. And so uh, it was just another win, great win with the team. And, uh, you know, I I love the way our guys stood up. I love the passion we play with, and we just got to keep that going. Thank you,
3: Gino. Thank
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Gino Smith. Lots to break down. Let's get the fellas involved in this whole thing right now, man. Uh, We saw Gino look really efficient in that first half. Um, I love the play action. I love the way he found the tight ends. He seemed like he understood what was going on with this offense, Big Ray. We didn't see a lot of big runs, uh, but we saw enough to allow these tight ends to get open on those play actions.
12: Yeah, I just like the way he spread the ball around. We talked about in the, at halftime of his 17 completions, I think he had eight different receivers. The tight ends combined at that point had – Six receptions, two a piece, and so I just liked the way he did spread it around and let. And then when it was his turn to make a play uh, with his feet, he did that too. And so I think I think Paul said in the pregame that he thought the tight ends might be the key to the whole offense, and I, I really do believe so. They're so they're so different in how they you know Disley is more of a blocker and the line of scrimmage type of dude, but he can get open and catch the ball fan is a is a more athletic mismatch for linebackers and then Parsons is, is like eight feet tall so you just kind of throw the, throw the ball up there and let him get it so i was really excited about how they how they ran the offense in the first half the second half it did seem like it stalled a little bit they didn't seem as efficient it didn't but they did have some penalties on some runs that they they made in some plays they made there's some penalties that kind of pulled them back so it could have looked differently uh had those penalties not happened
8: yeah his poise really stood out in this football game gino man he was- just seemed like he was just under control you saw him at the line of scrimmage making changes he was so confident in, in in the adjustments he was making at the quarterback position and it showed with their efficiency offensively especially uh in the first half and uh he displayed really good leadership as well and we talked about it in the pregame show just getting the ball to his playmakers allowing those guys to make plays and for the most part that's what he did and then when the opportunity presented itself for him to be the one to make a play, he did. He never tried to do too much in this football game. He kept everything under control, and that was one of the reasons why they were able to come out on top.
1: True. One of the things we were looking at were these young corners in the secondary. Tariq Woolen um, had two penalties. One is unfair, man, because if you if a receiver plays an underthrown ball and he attacks the ball and the DB doesn't look at it, that's going to be an automatic flag. So other than that, um, he had a, another penalty where um, he yanked uh guy on the shoulder pad. What was your overall assessment of how Tariq Willem played today?
4: Very well. Um, very good showing. On the penalty that you're talking about, Bump, on the tug, the man, um, I seen it. He really took care of the team, right? He was trying to communicate all the way across the field to the other corner, so he took that wide receiver on that crossing route a little too far, yeah. and then there was another crossing route coming back the other way, and that's why the wide receiver got behind him. So – Sometimes in those situations, you get a little grabby, but this defense can make those goal line stands and make it happen, so it didn't really hurt us in that situation. But overall, the DBs showed up. They showed up in a big game. It was Monday night, and they played with intensity. They played like they were supposed to be there, and that's on both sides. You talk about Michael Jackson and the plays that he made. He had some big-time hits, had some nice coverages. I think it took him a while to get warmed up there. The lights was on. Everybody was looking. And like Pete said, he – and missed a couple tackles early, but they was on point, man. They were definitely on point,
1: man. That one play where he got injured, I don't think people saw that. He set the edge, knocked a dude on his butt, and then <laughs> took on mm-hmm. the running back right there. The way he was dangling that arm, I'm like, that's a stinger for sure, right there. I said there. the same <laughs> thing. Did that right Yeah. He just, he just not used yeah. to all that, all that, all that power going at him <laughs> yeah. right there. But I mean, I mean, talk about that too, man. You are a DB. They do not pay you to make tackles like that. So when you got to step up against these running backs who are finishing runs today, that says a lot of just about his heart in general.
4: That sets you apart, man. Just like you said, Bump, DBs were not paid to make tackles in in this day and age. I'm kind of dating myself. I know I got Paul and Ray here, (laughs) but I can say that though, right? (laughs) Yeah. Being a corner that sets the edge and come up and play, that's how we used to do it. The defense used to be, okay, let's push everything sideways. Let's make everything go sideways. A couple shoulder surgeries later, you – of, um, of course, you feel the pain, but that was a beautiful play. Yes, you set the edge right there. You run into the linebacker or the tight end. I don't care who it was. You knock him down and you run into the running back, get a little stinger, shake it off on the sideline, you get right back to the play. That's Seahawk football, man. That's a good look.
1: Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Hey, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks radio network.
11: Oh, Six- estud- seahawks football all season long on kiro seattle kiro fm hd2 tacoma
1: seattle i got a i got a fun fact for you guys for gino Geno smith started the night completing his first 13 pass attempts the only qb since 1990 to compete uh, to complete each of their first 13 passes are you know who Garrett Goku's in twenty nineteen, and Jim Kelly in nineteen ninety. Did you expect Turbo this type of efficiency from Gino? We knew this had to be his game, right? He had to complete the dinks, the dunks. I don't remember him throwing the football down the field too often. This game, did you expect this type of play from Gino?
8: Yeah, we talked about it in the pregame once again about his hard work, right? His dedication to his craft, right? His consistency that he displayed over the course of his career despite some of the discouraging moments that he had throughout he didn't let it affect him man we talked about how he wanted to be a starter and he kind of spoke it into existence in some ways but it didn't affect his work ethic work ethic at all and if there was one quarterback in the league who has been a backup who had been a starter before became a backup and has got a second chance to be a starter again today. If it was one quarterback who was prepared to take on that moment, it was certainly Geno Smith.
1: Yeah. And Pete Carroll says, this is what we saw. You know, we don't, we don't dive into the film the way that Pete care does, especially when it comes to practice. So I guess this is what he saw. Look, the Broncos lost two fumbles, on rushes from the one-yard line tonight. The last team to do that in the game was the 1987 Chiefs in a week four loss to the Raiders. Ray, I want you to talk about what that does to an offense, get them hyped up, and then true, what that means to a defense.
12: Well, I'll, I'll say one thing for an offense is demoralizing because it's really hard to get there. You know what I'm saying? And so when you, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like me. when I, If you put me that close to a porterhouse steak and then you pull it <laughs> away from me, man, it, it is really hard to recover from that. And so it's, uh, that to me it, it's, it's really demoralizing, especially when you have a chance to, you know, to take a lead, to get back into a game, to change the, the complexion of the game, and then the ball is on the ground at that point and it's, and it's turned over and going the other way. Really tough to recover from.
4: For defense, it builds confidence, man. It builds confidence. It brings energy. It does all the things that you need to do to forget about that drive that got you all the way down there right. in the goal line in the first place, right? Things could have happened. could have been blown coverages. It could have been penalties. It could have been all that kind of stuff. And now you can go to the sideline. You can regroup, talk about it, and you can do it on a positive note. Okay, you guys, all this stuff happened when we got all the way to the goal line. We stuck together, and we made it happen as a team. And you see you got uh. If you got linemen stripping the ball out, man, you got people from the secondary scooping the ball. i not scooping the scoring because they're calling people down, but those is perfect plays, man, and that builds character, that builds a winning attitude, and that builds the confidence and the consistency that we can come out here and do this game after game after game, and we know we we need to do, and we know what it feels like.
8: Yeah, man, this defense, to me, dominated the line of scrimmage throughout the entire football game. Like, you know, Denver broke a couple runs and things like that and protected Russell well, you know, for the most part. But I think overall this defense really dominated the line of scrimmage. And when you talk about those goal line plays, one thing that I noticed about this defense tonight, no matter what happened the previous play, corners, linebackers, it didn't matter. They Short memories from everybody. Mm. They went to the next play. They bended but didn't break, you know, and that's the heart of a championship team right there, man. They played all the way to the end of every drive, and they didn't allow things to discourage them at all and i love to see it
1: uh, the third time they were down in inside the five down in the, the north end zone i tap paul moyer i said no way they're they gonna do it again he goes why not why not exactly <laughs> what they did they did it again geno smith 23 to 28 195 two touchdowns or quarterback review was brought to you by verizon official 5g network of the seattle seahawks when we return we will hear from one of the captains quandre diggs that's next on the seahawks radio network turbo how important was it that Gino came out on that very first drive, drives his team down the field, six plays, 70 yards, exa- escapes a sack, keeps his eyes down the field, finds Uncle Will. I felt like that really set the tone.
8: It set the tone, and it was a confidence booster for everybody, for him, everybody on the sideline watching, and obviously the players that are on the field. Because if you look at what happened, not only did he find his target wide open down the field, but he was able to make a play in the backfield.
1: Let me hop in there, Turbo. We got Quandre Diggs stepping up to the podium.
9: Oof. what's up what's up
6: I know it's just one game but where does that stand as far as best wins you've had in your NFL career with the emotion and how loud it was in that stadium tonight?
9: definitely loudest loudest um, mm-hmm. game I've been a part of where I actually played I mean I would say um, maybe first year NFC championship NFC West championship on the line San Francisco but um, this one was crazy loud. The 12s really brought it tonight and it's a big time win, but it's the first win. You know what I mean? You never want to I mean, you enjoy it, of course. You know what I mean? We've been doubted all offseason, so we all hear it, but um, we just, we enjoy this one while we got the opportunity and um, we get ready for San Francisco um, on Sunday. You know, those guys are coming off a tough loss so um, they'll be ready to
7: play. Obviously, Russell Wilson's return is the story of the game. How important was it to get the win over him in week one?
9: I mean, doesn't matter if it was Russ or Stafford across the, you know, I mean, you want to win the first game to get off on a, on a great note and, um, get you positive My momentum coming off the off season. So, um, dope game. Um, love Russ. Um, but you know, tonight, um, see got the dub.
0: You said you were doubted all off season. Do you think that might change now after a win like
9: this? I doubt it. I mean, they're going to say it's an emotional win. That's what they're going to do. That's what they'll say. So, um, just one of those things we gotta keep proving that, you know, uh, we're serious and um that we got an opportunity to do something special around here.
0: What are those moments at the goal line like you guys have the two big stops when you know, they're knocking on the door right there?
9: I mean it just shows the the grittiness, the the toughness of this team and um you know, um that's something that we pride ourselves on, um each and every each and every day. So um I mean it's big, you know, we we always want to be able to run the ball on the goal line and stop the run on the goal line And we were able to do that and we had two big plays and Mike Jack were able to get two fumble recoveries. So, um, we had we had some good red zone defense today Pete yeah. said no,
0: I saying, Pete said jamal's injury looks serious just knowing what he's been through the last couple of years
9: I Man, it sucks, man. This guy's had a hell of a camp. He's had a hell of an offseason and <clears throat> you hate to see it, you know, especially Jamal being one of my closest friends is, is tough, you know, we kind of had the same, you know, um, we kind of had the same off season where it was just rehab and trying to get back, get back to be, you know, um, the leaders of his team and the leader of his defense. And um, it's just, it's hard to imagine, you feel me? Um, you go out there and you always have that doubt, like, am I ready? Am I ready to go? And then you go out there and just let it loose. And, um sucks the way it happened and it sucks for him personally because i know how much work he put in this past off season and i know mentally he was in great space he was you know the most comfortable he's been around here and um just sucks to see man i, I love him and uh, i'm sure i'll be talking to him you know tonight or in the morning
0: Quentin, what was your reaction when they went for a 64-yard field goal rather than letting russ try and get a
9: fourth and five i mean <laughs> i just play for the seahawks i don't have nothing to do with no Had nothing to do with other people calls. That's what they coach wanted to do. That's what he did. And for me, you know, I just play what Clint Hurd and Pete Carroll tell me to do, and I just keep it pushing.
1: Thanks, a Yep. Appreciate it. That was Quandre Diggs. Paul Moyer, he said, I just mind my business. I ain't worried about what they're doing over there.
11: Yeah, no question Gino and Diggs have become the leaders of these of this team. You know, Diggs, you know, now with Adams out, and we, we don't know how serious it is, but, you know, it, it's it's serious. Uh, you know, whether he's out the rest of the year or not, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, you know, it was it was just a good win. I, I just love their attitude about it too, right? It, it wasn't in super emotional way. You don't see them, you know, popping champagne or anything. You know, they, they're talking about San Francisco next week, and, you know, I thought the first half was spectacular, you know, both defensively, game plan, Gino, just unbelievable. The second half was re- resiliency, I guess, you know, any of these cliche words that they just battled because they didn't play exceptionally well. The second half, which is encouraging to me, Yeah, because Pete's going to see that film and there is so much to correct. And I thought they got tired. I thought they got a little undisciplined and defensive with their pass rush and stuff, which, man, we can clean that up. That's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. just coaching. So, um, yeah, great win. I mean, I, I don't get you know, I still don't know how many games we're going to end up winning because we got a tough conf- or division and, and some tough games ahead. But I know one thing, we're going to be in every game because of the way we play football.
1: Hey, Big Ray, I, I look at this win, and I just think grit, man. Like, it's just grit. And that's something that you want your team to have, regardless if you blow a team out or whether it's a tight game like this.
12: Well, you know, one of the words we kept hearing uh, the guys say in the pregame was hunger. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a game where they were hungry the entire game. Every play, every snap, uh, you can you saw guys playing with hunger. And to sometimes that was to the detriment, right? So, mm-hmm. like, they were flowing so hard to the – to the, to the ball, then the guy cuts it back and get, like, a nice little run, you know what I'm saying? So the second half, you saw that they kind of calmed that down a little bit, but they played within themselves. They still play with the hunger. People are flying to the ball, knocking the ball out, getting, you know, getting uh, picking up fumbles and things. So that's what I love about where this team is right now. There's a lot of youth. There's a lot of new energy. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of hunger. And then, like we talked about, that whole competitive thing, That, that all of that stuff kind of came to tonight, and sometimes that overcomes – you know, when you're not playing so well, or when you know they, they first half looked really efficient, second half you had to kind of grind it out and grit it out a little bit.
11: How good do you guys think Denver is? Cause I, I think they're pretty good. I do mm-hmm. too. I mean, I, too. I was like, man, this they got some players. I'm not sure about their O line because I do. I think we we can't handle them pretty well at the defensive yep. our defensive line, but they've got skill positions all over the place. Their running backs or sometimes I was getting mad at our guys, but I'm like. That's a pretty good move. You know, sometimes they get paid to make plays, too. And Russell, look, Russell's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're going to be – They're going. I thought it was a pretty good team we just yeah, beat.
8: Absolutely. I just keep thinking about that fight in the phone booth that Big Red was talking about in the pregame. That's what you saw tonight, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you saw from our guys tonight. True. They were willing to go toe-to-toe and just throw bows like a heavyweight bout mm-hmm. with these fellas tonight. And I, I, I think I heard a wise man say, Mr. Paul Moy over here, one of the pregame shows that Don't gas made. him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need all the love I can get. <laughs> I, I, I'm paraphrasing because I, I don't remember exactly what, what he said, but it, I think he said something like uh, attitude and effort overcomes great talent. Mm. And that's what we saw tonight. We might have had a talented team, guys at skilled positions got, can do this, can do that, but we had the attitude and the effort tonight and that's how we came out on top.
1: That's, that's what he was saying over there in Bellevue with the Wolverines when he was coaching over there. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Hey, if it works, then it'll work now. <laughs> hey, true. I was surprised at um, the the lack of shots that Russell took. Mm. The only time he really took shots yeah. is when he diagnosed it, it was one-on-one. I don't know if he checked into it or not. Maybe they anticipated that, that man coverage over there, but I was surprised with how patient they were. This didn't look like the offense I was expecting
4: to see with Russell. Well, you know yeah. what? There, there's... Something about being comfortable, right? And Russ has not been in that offense for that long, so maybe they didn't have the whole book just yet, right? And yeah, that's yeah. just being honest. There's a lot to playing quarterback at a high level. And when you see these quarterbacks, when they go to new programs, it takes a while to get settled in. So um, Russ was still Russ, but he just didn't feel like he, he was free yet, right? I, I kind of like he had a little bit of a muzzle on, and he just had to get comfortable, right? I I no preseason reps. Exactly. Yeah.
8: You know, like, that too. Yeah. You got a new system, new quarterback, new head coach. No pre, None. You can't get out there for a couple series.
1: Unless you're Aaron Rodgers. You hey. know what I'm saying?
8: Like we saw Pat Mahomes in the same system. He played all the preseason games. He
1: got
4: to treat Basically, that thing like gold, though. That's cash money on the line. It, it, they, all, they all getting yeah. cash money. They all getting paid. That's new money, though. All the quarterbacks get
11: paid. <laughs> That's they, new money. They all are getting paid, but remember, only three of the top ten highest-paid quarterbacks won this week. That's very mm. true. All right. There's lots of ways to build a team.
8: Yes, there is. Yes. Lots of ways to skin a cat.
1: Yes, sir. All right. For game day and every other day, find your Seahawks style at the Pro Shop. You'll find the largest collections of jerseys, caps, tees, and more. Get it all at the Seahawks Pro Shop at Renton Landing and at Lumen Field or online now at seahawks.com. Okay, lots more to do when we return. We're going to break this game down even more. The Seahawks get it done 17-16 to 16 against the Broncos. I wanted to see what Jordan Brooks was going to do. Cody Barton getting his first opportunity to really be a starter. You got a on the outside. Daryl Taylor. There were a couple times where we felt like Paul Moyer. The Broncos did a good job getting outside, right? You didn't really keep contained a little bit, but there are also some good things that we saw from this front seven. What'd you see?
11: Well, I mean, the effort obviously is there, and I think the skill level's there. I mean, we've got edge rushers, and there was times Ter- Daryl Taylor definitely got a jump on the edge, and there was one that was a horrible mm-hmm. non-call. I mean, he he, he definitely was going to get the sack or a, a tip ball, and the offensive tackle yanked him down. I mean, how do you not call that? Um, but there's so much that they can improve on, and some of it, what you just mentioned is we lost the edge a bunch of times, and I don't know if they were trying to bounce it to the corners. Um, I'm usually hesitant to say that's the way they do that, and I'm not sure. Again, I, I, I don't know what they were running so until I see the film. Uh, I sound like Pete there. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think there's the effort's there, the skill level's there, but we've got to get better. We've got to be more disciplined, and I don't want to make that a negative. I thought we were just tired at times, and we were just kind of running in there and without a purpose. Uh, and we let Russell get out of the pocket a few times that... I'm pretty sure that wasn't the game plan.
1: True. Do you think sometimes the emotion of this game, Monday night football, you got young guys out there, you want to make a play, you got Russell in the backfield, sometimes that takes over and uh, you forget your assignment and just see ball, get ball?
4: I think so. I think sometimes you do get excited, but you take your lumps early, right? You get through that in, thank God that we got through with a victory, right? There are some things that could be corrected. Just like Paul said, there's a ton of film that they need to go back and watch, but you still got the dub. So you go back, not that you have to go back to the drawing board, but you just control that energy. You control that excitement, and you know exactly it just when to let it explode, right? You, you, you creep and you be smooth. Your technique sound, you do all the right things up to that right point, and then you explode and you show out. But I saw a lot of good stuff today, man. I saw a lot a good stuff. Um, number 10, Nuwasu was all over the place, man. And that's, that's the best coverage for the secondary is to have the edge rusters and the D-line and the linebackers, whoever, making the quarterback uncomfortable. That makes our job a lot easier.
1: Big Ray, you think that's what we saw? We saw them calm down in the second half defensively. Maybe both teams calmed down because Denver did a better job containing the Seahawks offense, and then the the Seahawks defense did a better job containing the Broncos for the most part. Yeah,
12: you know, I, I mean, I, I'm certain that's part of it, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, uh, you know, just kind of coaching things up. Like, one of the reasons I think that Tariq came up really hard on the edge there was because – there was they were pinning the defensive end, and then and then almost making the 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 DB have to come up mm-hmm. and and make that play on the edge, and then they were pulling like a lineman or, or tight end in front of them. So someone had to come and force that run to to keep it going sideways to turn it back to the bad guys. And so I think they made that adjustment. So you can see those plays getting strung out more by our defense, and then on their on their offense. I mean, we were our offense. We were really the tight ends were really you know doing some making some noise. You know, if it total they had combined like seven catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. And so they had to do something to take them away from the little dinking and dunking. And I think that kind of messed up the the rhythm of the uh, of the offense because those four and five yard passes are like long handoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like we talked about that in halftime, combining that with the rush total because to me that's kind of what they were because it kept it kept you in front of the change positive yards, kept the rhythm of the offense going, and some some of that went away in the second half.
11: You know, I look at this game, and it's a it's a peak game. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, we only really had three possessions in the second half. We had one possession in the third quarter, six plays, 17 yards. We fumbled. All right, and that was a bummer because we were kind of moving it mm-hmm. through penalties. The next one, we go nine plays, 26 yards. We punt. The next one, we're three and out. We punt, and then the end of the game. Yep. We, had th- we had three series in they the second half. They only ran
12: 49 total plays.
11: Well, wow. and then and so it, it seemed like we settled down defensively, right? Well, not really. I mean, they had 10 plays. Uh, they only had four possessions in the second half. I mean, I've i never seen that. Yeah. Pete loves that, right? Let's limit the possessions. Most teams will, will lose the game. We'll find a way to win it in the fourth, and that's pretty much what they did. But they had a 10-play drive, a 5-play drive, a 15, and a 10. And it was, I thought we got much better against the run in the second half. Yeah. I thought in the past, again, I thought we were fine. I just, again, I thought we got a little undisciplined in our, our lane, uh, pass rush lanes.
8: Some of that undiscipline comes with fatigue, like you yep. mentioned. And, yep. you know, when the defense is on the field a lot, that fatigue can certainly kick in. But for 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 the things that we need to get better at defensively, the one thing that you can take out of it was we were able to overcome those mistakes each and every time, consistently, we overcame our mistakes or missing a gap or not setting the edge. And, man, that 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 really is a confidence booster for a defense, just knowing that, like, no matter what the situation is, like, we can overcome it. You know what I mean? We've done it before. Like, now we look at the film and say, we've done it before. And so moving, you know, as the season continues to go along, this defense is only going to continue to grow and get better.
1: Man, a stat that I love, man, TFLs. I love looking at those TFLs, man. And so far, Cody Barton had two tonight. Nwelsu had one. Diggs had one. Michael Jackson had one. Shelby Harris had one. And Michael Jackson, huh. he he was on the uh, depth chart as a starter. But I thought as soon as Sidney Jones got healthy that they were going to insert him in there. What did you see out of Mike Jackson, True?
4: I saw that he played well. Um, like we talked about earlier, and like Pete said in the press conference, he uh, started a little slow, but he's he's – smooth and he, he's a fighter just like Ray was talking about and Turbo talked about you getting that phone booth that this man is going to come up and hit you and he's going to play you tight and I thought it was a good look and the thing that I like about this defense the thing I like about players like Michael Jackson the coach takes you to the sideline one series and by the next series is fixed that shows a sign of maturity even for a young team so I think that's really big and that's really encouraging.
1: All right, Mike. Jack, nice to see him out there making plays. He's a player, man. Look, he he's a player, and,
11: I, and when uh, who, who went out hurt? Wooling went out for a little bit. And by the way, I knew they were going to go out. We all knew it, right? And we knew that he was going to have some mistakes. It was he how does he up. respond from those mistakes? And he didn't bat an eye, you know. Up, so he's he's going to be a special player. He's got to stay he, humble and keep working. It but.
8: actually looked like to me he started to discourage the Broncos from attacking him deep. Right. Like, don't, he, you know what I mean? Like, they stopped throwing it deep to him in the second half.
4: Yeah, like, he bro. put the fire out, Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extinguished he Extinguished all that. Yeah. The, the next real. thing
11: that's going to come on him now is going to be deep comebacks. All right, so there's just going to be a couple things now. Okay, we're going to try him here, and mm-hmm. he's going to have to adjust to that and adjust to that, but that, I don't want to put him like Browner, but he's so tall, and he's, and he's way faster than Browner. It's really hard to throw a deep ball on him. I actually was kind of surprised they tried a couple on him. But uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be good. We got Sidney Jones back now. I think Michael Jackson is, is a legitimate player. Um, You know, losing Jamal is a bummer. I mean, it's by all, you know, indications, just reading on stuff, you know, he's out for the year, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, but you know, quadriceps is, is probably a six month injury to a year, depending on how serious it is. That's a bummer. So who steps up there? I mean, we'll see how Jones does. Um,
4: I was going to ask you guys what you thought about Jones. I thought Jones came in and played aggressive. I don't know if he did everything right, but he came in and played really aggressive. I was watching that. I thought that was encouraging too.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling Jones, man. He, he play, had a good preseason, too, so yeah. it's time to shine. You're not a doctor, but you just diagnosed him, so I'm just going to take your word for it, Moira. Okay, six months. <laughs> I'll send you a bill later. <laughs> All right, create unforgettable memories with your Seahawks. Elevate your upcoming game day experience with a pregame sideline passes, club access, postgame field goal kicks, and so much more. Join the fun and visit seahawks.com slash day experience. Okay, when we we'll return, we'll hear from Al Woods and Michael Jackson with Jen Mueller. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network.
13: We talk so much about keeping emotions in control before you get to the game. Mm -hmm. How did you see that play out once the game started?
14: Uh, Man, to be honest with you, man, I just (laughs) kept a level head all the way through. Try not to get too high, not to get too low. Um, I kind of lost it towards the end because I was overly excited. Like The joy was busting out of me, so I couldn't control myself no more. But, uh, I mean, it was an awesome experience. Monday night football, just so happy we didn't let our fans down. Um, you know, kudos to them to, to having that place rocking. It was awesome. Uh, you know, sometimes we couldn't even hit a call because of how loud the 12s was. So, 12s, appreciate y'all for that. Um, but, man, it's just all good, all love, just all happy.
13: How much did any familiarity with Russell Wilson play into being able to make some of those huge defensive stops?
14: Um, just, you know, Russ is, a, is, is the ultimate professional. Um, so, you know, some things about him won't change. Um, so once we kind of figured it out, we could, you know, level the playing field a little bit, but still a hell of a competitor, you know? So kudos to him. Hope those guys, nothing but the best in this season. But, uh, hey, baby, it was a
13: hell of a start. We saw a lot from Muchenna Nuosu tonight. We saw him in the preseason a little bit. Did he unleash in a different way tonight? Uh, I think he just played with a lot of
14: clarity and a lot of freedom. So uh, I think the fact that he was just out there, clear of mind, clear head, just focused, knew what was going on, um, hell of a vocal guy. Um, so, man, I'm just happy for him that he got off the way he did.
13: Now, I know that there's some things that now that you have seen, like at full speed you can work on, what was going on in the running game and, and trying to slow down those backs?
14: Uh, just they was trying to attack us at the outside. They didn't want no part of us in the middle. So, uh, you know, we're just going to go back, get back in the lab tomorrow and shut all that up and then get ready to go to San Fran.
13: Was the defense flowing too fast in the first quarter? Maybe a little
14: overexcited? No, I think, you know, just like anything, Monday night football, you got some young guys, you got some old guys. So kind of nerves was all over the place. But once we settled down and got right, I mean, y'all seen it for y'allself. We're going to be dangerous.
13: I like that going into week two. Thanks, Al. We'll let yeah. you get home. Have a good one. We'll get that back to you, Michael.
1: Thanks, Mueller. You feel the confidence. You hear the confidence in Al Woods. He says they are going to be dangerous. True, you've been a big advocate of this. You said, look, those those, uh, interior linemen, they have to put pressure on the quarterback. And uh, we saw them put pressure on the quarterback. We also saw them stuff these gaps when it came to the run game.
4: Absolutely. That's where it starts, man. That's where it all starts, up front in the uh, trenches. If you can make a team one-dimensional, you could shut that run down. And if you can make that quarterback um, very uncomfortable and they got to go to passing and they got to try to get the ball deep, that's when you start having a field day and that's when you get those um, strip fumbles and that's when you get those tips and overthrows and all that kind of stuff. That's where it starts to fall in place. So if you want to keep the big guys happy, you want to keep them hunting up front. And I said it before, it's cliche, but this thing has to be on the string. If you can't cover on the back, they do quick drops and they just throw the ball deep and you got no chance to get the pass rush there. So the coverage has to be on point in order for the big guys to work. And in order for the back guys to have their chance, if the big guys got to make it uncomfortable. So it's coming together. It looked good today. I thought it would. Uh, I thought it looked good. And I'm just hopeful we can see more.
1: All right. You were on the outside, but you know what it's like going up against a big boy like I was, man. What's it like when, <laughs> you know, every down yeah, right. that dude's going to get at you?
12: Yeah. I mean, you know, trying to move those big dudes is, is is really hard. You know, they they're already lowered to the ground in most offensive linemen. you don't see like six foot six. You know, defensive tackles they're usually like six two, six three, eight hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so so it's kind of it's really hard to move them. But uh, but you know, we talked about that a little bit in the pregame. Like that's the group that's kind of been overlooked but they have such a rotation in there and then Jefferson came in and made some good plays he got some good pass rush so they have a good combination of dudes that can like lock it down in the run game and some more guys that in the inside that can get after the pass uh, after the quarterback because then that's going to start helping the outside rushers if you if the if you have all the speed on the outside but then the quarterback has room to step up you just kind of you're just running a track meet around the corner but if you get pressure and get the the, those those big guys in the collapse the middle, then it doesn't give the quarterback its capability so then those outside guys can get there. So I think that stuff will get better as the season goes on. It got better tonight. You know, Russell's always a tough dude to sack. But for most quarterbacks, they're probably going to get more sacks in the game than that. And Turbo, when you're a running
1: back and and Al Woods is getting that push and that center's two, three yards in the backfield, it just messes up the the center to quarterback to running back exchange.
8: Absolutely. Not only the exchange, but just the rhythm of the entire play. Mm -hmm. I mean, as runners – there's there's certain keys and things about a defense that we're looking at and when you're getting pushback from defenders that interrupts that so now everything changes now it's not always a bad thing from a running back perspective because it's such a it's such a free position so it allows you to be you know improvise a little bit right uh which you love to do as a runner but Playing that position also takes a lot of discipline, right? And you want to be able to believe and trust that the track that you're supposed to be on is gonna be there, and it's gonna be there on a consistent basis. But when it's getting disrupted a lot, you start to lose confidence and belief in that in that uh, in that track from your offensive line.
11: Yeah, I was just gonna make a comment that Jordan Brooks is on pace for 194 tackles. <laughs> That's all. He That's has to be has a, a de- new <laughs> NFL record right there. Yes, he
1: will. Definitely a franchise record. What do he have? 184 last uh, year, I believe. Yep. Okay, let's go back to Jamila. She's standing by with Michael
13: Jackson. Michael, those are some key defensive stops. Two fumble recoveries. How did you read those
15: plays? So first, give it on to the guy who I play for, but it was just one of them things. You run to the ball, good things happen. Right? That's what we talk about all the time, just running to the ball. so. That play, you put anybody on our team in that position because we all run to the ball, they'll make that play.
13: Those defensive stands, how much did you guys talk about that ahead of time versus everybody just kind of letting their instincts take over there?
15: Um, we talk about it all the time. We have to get stops, have to just get the ball back to our offense, no matter if it's backed up or they're on the one-inch line. Like, Just get a stop, get the ball back to the office.
13: Cody Barton on that last drive, right before the field goal. How important is it that he makes that play, tackle for loss, to keep it at a distance?
15: Oh, that was a great play because Cody saved me because I missed the tackle, the play before. So, uh, nah, that was a key play, and he just, that's what type of guy he is. Like, we all take tackling serious.
13: We did see the Broncos get some yards after catch and some yards after contact. How much of that is week one versus you were just up against some pretty talented dudes there?
15: Always. It's the NFL. Everybody's talent. Everybody's superstars. So it's, it's one of them things where it's big boy football. Like, you have to be able to come up and make big boy tackles.
13: It is tough to lose a guy like Jamal Adams because he is an impact player. But what's the trickle-down effect and how that affects other packages on the field?
15: Um, you know, when Jamal went down, it was one of them things like we out here playing for our brother now. And we know Josh is gonna step up and fill that void. And I have all the faith in him.
13: I don't want to take anything away from the defensive effort, mm-hmm. but in what way did the 12s help tonight?
15: That was loud, like that, that first, probably two drives. I felt like a freshman back at Miami. Like, I'm like, bro, I can't hear nothing. Like, yeah, I've never experienced nothing like that, but it was fun.
13: Hey, So was there more emotion tonight? I know Pete said, don't let it be bigger than any other game was it?
15: For me, not really. It was just like a big game because, you know, first career start, like get the jitters out, just go out here and play ball.
13: There you go. It is another championship opportunity, just like Pete preaches. Bump will get that back to you.
1: Thanks, Jenny. He said he never heard anything like it. 12s, great job today showing up. When we return, we'll hear from Tariq Woolen. He's standing by with Jen Miller as well. Hawks get it done, 17-16. to 16.
13: Tariq, you and I made eye contact before the game started. We have told you about the environment here, but what did you experience with the twelves tonight?
16: Well, uh, sure. Honestly, it was a lot of fun. It was like it was pretty cool because you know preseason you had a couple fans here, but now you get the full effect and it was loud. I remember the first so the first play it was a, a call and I couldn't hear it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, is this loud out here? And but just throughout the game it went smoothly. But I appreciate the fans for real.
13: How long did it take for you to get settled into this one, both because you're new and just because it's week one? There's a lot of energy.
16: Oh, yeah, I mean, after that first series, it was just smooth after that. I thought those three preseason games helped and then just getting a lot of rest throughout uh, training camp and now it helped out a lot too. So I, I got comfortable pretty fast.
13: We saw you in coverage on a couple of deep plays. What did you learn tonight? Because there was a couple of plays where I know you could have done better, and then you came right back with some great coverage.
16: Oh yes, man. I, uh, shoot, honestly, I thought uh, I played the deep ball pretty well, but on that when they called the PI, I didn't think they were gonna call the PI just because I had turned my head.
13: I think it. Could have gone the other way when I saw the replay, but that is how they're going to call it in the NFL. What did you also learn about force in leverage and the way the Broncos were trying to keep things on the outside and, and maybe using force there?
16: Uh, I mean, shoot, at first they were just targeting the right side. They were running, well, to the left of the defense, but to the, their right. They were just really running to the right a little bit. And then we just tried to you know, keep them from getting around on the perimeter and stuff like that because that's what they were attacking. Lieutenant Nuosu made some
13: huge plays in that when you've seen this before in practice but what did you see from him tonight
16: to me happy because it made the play go over fast <laughs> like just knowing you got a good front you know just the D line do a great job and that helps it out the back end a lot and it makes your job a lot easier when you know you got guys you can trust and get to the quarterback so. Just seeing him do his job and, you know, him being a great player, it felt good. Lastly,
13: we saw Michael Jackson recover two fumbles in this one. I know that you practice this. How surprising was it, though, given what you have seen from him yeah. and what you know to be true?
16: Well, I mean, I, 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 never, <laughs> I never really seen, you know, a person recover two fumbles in the same game. But, you know, I'm happy for my guy because, you know, at the beginning of the training camp, It was me and him at the right corner spot, and now me and him starting, and we making plays. So I'm happy for him, and he, he deserves it a lot. Go
13: enjoy this first win, Tariq. That's a fun one. Guys, we'll get that back to you.
1: How awesome is it to hear young Tariq Woolen out there young congratulating Rick? his guy, oh, Mike man. Jackson, saying, <laughs> shoo, man, we ain't, we ain't supposed I to be starting, man. Where but we're we right? making plays, <laughs> man. I love to hear I it. I mean,
11: think about that. I mean, this kid, you know, when well, he's played like a year and a half of corner. 14 like, games. 14 games. I mean, p- played in a small conference, uh, starting wellness. Monday night football in the loudest stadium he's it's, I mean, yeah, I don't even time. know what right. the number that's is. Versus, you know, Russell Wilson. I, what what a dream. I mean, yeah. you can't make this stuff up.
12: He, he has a lot of Carlos Dunlap in his post game, Like that, that just kind of real innocence and yeah. just kind yeah. of, uh, you know what I'm saying? And so, But, yeah, it had to be just un, a little sure. overwhelming at times just to be in that loud stadium and hear it all, but then to be able to calm yourself down, to play the way he played, you know, and bounce back. I think, you know, one of the things we we're talking about, Pete's uh, com- competition meter, or whatever it was, at, before the the game. So one of the things that Pete likes is how people bounce back. He wants to see how how are you going to recover from a bad play or what have you. And so to see him bounce back, like Jen said, he bounced back after a, a not so great play and had great coverage. Uh, that those are things that Pete values a lot.
4: Yeah. Shoot, I call it maturity, man. I call it maturity. You get in the game and things aren't going your way. You're on Monday Night Football. Everybody,
12: all your boys
4: on the planet is looking. All your friends back home, and I know you've been on social. Um, You got people in your DMs and all that kind of (laughs) stuff, right? And you still got to show up, man. You got to focus in. So for a young man that sounds like he's just really having a great time Mm -hmm. out there, and he's just in enjoying the whole process, but he's making the most of opportunity. And that's what the NFL is about, especially for a young player. You get thrown into the fire and you make the best of it. A couple keys
8: to this. Number one, Pete is great at preparing young guys for situations like this, both on the field and dealing with the outside noise. And when I talk about outside noise, I'm talking about like, man, family coming to the game, you know, homeboys getting the tickets. and just how to navigate that entire situation. First of all, on the field, He's going to make it as chaotic as possible for you. So when the chaos happens on the field, you're good, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's always meetings and things being discussed about how to handle people coming into town and getting tickets to the game and flights and, and things like that. And so, you know, you're still going to have those natural nerves as a young player, but you're able to settle in and have the poise now. And that's what we saw from a player like Tariq Woolen. Once the game got going, yeah, in the beginning it was, you know, little shake's. But then he started getting poised. He started talking a little trash. He started, getting, hey. Hey, hey, hey! He started getting in people's faces.
4: You know what I'm saying? Hey, you saw know, that neck hey. moving, Turbo? You saw that? You don't know, what he's, saying, yeah, you know what he's saying, but you know he's
8: saying something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah. know, you gotta love that. You gotta love that from the young players, man. And it's, it, it, you know, it's just a great, you know, it's just a great starter for a guy to be able to build off of.
1: Young, uh, It's fun to watch a young man grow, and I think that's what we saw. Throughout the quarters, the mistakes, the ups and downs, he grew. He's getting better. He's going to keep doing his thing. Okay, when we return, we will preview next week's opponents, the 49ers. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. I want to know first in the division, fellas, first in the division. Next week, these guys go to the Bay to play the San Francisco 49ers. We know they have a new quarterback over there with an the old one chilling on the sideline, waiting <laughs> for his number to be called just in case. Uh, we, they know, we know they have a defense over there and an offensive coordinator in Shanahan that finds a way to get the run game going. They played in a storm, it seemed like, in Chicago. So I don't think we truly know what this team can be. What should we expect from the Niners, Paul. Look,
11: they're the one team running game where I go, they can beat you with the running game. You know, it's it's really it's a hard running game to stop, and you throw in Samuels on top of that. Um, I I, I don't I'm not sure what to expect. I I, I really don't. I think San Francisco is a good football team. I mean, they didn't have Kittle. I don't know if Kittle's going to play this week or not. I don't know what, where he is in that status. That changes everything because now. You know, you, you got to focus on other things just to run, but it's going to be tough for us. It, it's probably going to be another similar game as today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, certainly not thirty-one thirteen or anything, but. Probably another 17 <laughs> to 16, <laughs> under 20 points. And I'm only saying that for to bring our audience in, is Man. that Turbo had the worst history ever game put me on the prediction street like ever. Yeah. Turbo said uh, that Denver was going no, to win 31-13 on live air. You know what? Um, it was know, live it, air. It, it, it was just entertainment. Yeah, huh?
4: Shock value, turbo, right?
12: You know what? I don't yeah, know, what? know, turbo. Deserve you it. Deserve deserve the way you, you planted your your hand, your face it. in your hand. I thought you were that crying. Didn't that didn't seem like entertainment, bro. I, that I, that I, felt like that was coming from a deep, meaningful place. You know what it was? I I I hadn't eaten anything.
8: <laughs> 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 I was hungry. My mind was. Oh. I just was. I was all
1: discombobulated. <laughs> went on your schedule, huh? You know what I <laughs> mean? Up your right. Like as soon as as soon as the game
8: started, I had to play the ribs and everything. Where did you get ribs? Don't worry about did it. Did you go to
1: a suite? Don't worry about That's it. A Turbo a suite? I, did you, you go know, to a Denver listen, suite? I went, you know, no, oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm oh no, just absolutely not. i I ain't going that, that far. <laughs> you know, I
8: ain't going that far. But, you know, yeah, you know, I had to get some real food. And then I started thinking clearly. I said, man,
11: you know, I made a mistake today. <laughs> but you know what? That's, so you made two mistakes. The only way did you go get some ribs, you didn't bring any back for your right. fellas. Ah, oh, man, it's a rough you know day for you. Know it's it's really a rough day, man. Look we'll out this,
12: we'll this is your fourth preseason <laughs> hey, game. Yeah,
8: th- thank you. Thank you, because that's what I'm used to anyway. That's what I grew up on anyway, you know. Uh, but just, <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll get, get hey, back to the 49ers. So does anybody know what the 49ers <laughs> yeah. going to look like
2: next week? They're my tough. Question. They're tough. No, they got a good
8: <laughs> defense. <laughs> they got a good defense. I think, I think the 49er game yeah. next week is going to look a lot like today. Yeah. What we saw tonight with this Denver Broncos versus Seahawks football game they got a great defense right so you know they're going to make things tough for us offensively i we haven't even talked about Rashad Penny yet today mm-hmm. i mean i love the way he ran the football today and you know what you know what he has coach Sherman Smith who was our running backs coach during my time here he he told me one time says one of the things i love about Marshawn is that on any given play he can break you, you, you almost you almost just you, you, you can feel it like you're like oh man like is this the one, and you kind of get that with Rashad like man he's getting the ball and it's like oh ooh, ooh, you know and he, and one and then he's gone then he pops out and he has that ability man to break those big runs so it's gonna be a game where the run game is really gonna you know uh you know highlight the football game offensively on both sides, um and and the quarterbacks are gonna manage the football game. Uh, and then defensively, it's going to be about, you know, a, a, a bend-don't-break kind of mentality, really, on both sides. I think it'll be a great test. We talked about our tackles today, mm-hmm. right? They, and they performed well overall. This is going to be a really, really great test for not only our tackles, but for our offensive line, but particularly our tackles with Nick Bosa coming around the edge to see how they perform. And I'm excited to see it.
12: Yeah, and even with the, the two sacks that uh, Cross gave up today, uh, those are more technique sacks than they were ability. Because you know, when you're Absolutely. when a guy's coming off that corner, uh, you always want to have your inside hand on his inside shoulder to pry it open as if you're opening a door. But when his shoulder gets underneath yours, it's really hard to stop the guys this day from from turning the corner and getting to the quarterback. And so I just think his hand placement was a little bit off on that, and he was kind of catching the guy versus putting a lot of pressure on the, on the inside shoulder, and you can correct that in practice. So, But it will be a challenge with Bosa because they're going to find a way to put him on both sides of the ball to figure out where he's getting rhythm and where he's getting pressure from. So it'll be another good test for them. But the biggest neutralizer to all of that, it's punching the dude in the face in a run game. Yeah. Like that I mean if yeah. you if you can make it noisy, the dudes that like to rush a quarterback don't like it that way. And yeah. so they're gonna have to really kind of start, you know, really commit to the run like they did in the first half and make some noise that way.
1: Not too many people picked the Hawks to win this ball game yet. They got it done. And something that stood out was just the decision making of the Denver Broncos, especially towards the end of the game. At the end of the game, um you're driving to win this ball game. You have some timeouts left instead of letting the man you paid so much money for to try and win this ball game for you. You asked your quarterback, excuse me, your kicker, to kick a 65-yard field goal to win the game more.
11: Yeah, I um, I, I'm, I know I've never seen that. I actually didn't even know it because we, we were getting ready to start walking down here mm-hmm. for the post-game show, and then I heard – Steve Rabel in in one of the places where the the mics or the speakers were coming through that he was going to attempt a 64 yard field goal and I go what I go there's 30 seconds left it's fourth and five it's Russell Wilson you've got you know athletes all over the board with their wide receivers yeah strange decision um, but you know again as uh, Dig said uh, I'm I'm just paid to do what (laughs) Coach Hurt and (laughs) Coach Coach Carroll tell me to do
12: yeah I I thought it was interesting because. Before that, the attempt, they were kind of, the clock was just, they had maybe 35 seconds left. They let it run all the way down to 20 seconds, then called a timeout. And then they came on to try to field goals. But you have Russell Wilson. I think they still had three timeouts with 35 seconds left. Like, Russell cooks in those situations. You know what I'm saying? So it was just really odd because I was standing there wondering why he was just letting the clock run down. But it must have been something from the sideline saying to just hold off, don't run the play or whatever. So but the dude had the distance. It's <laughs> just mm. it looked pretty good. That's the scary part. part. It, yeah. yeah. It, it, it looked, but do you guys yeah.
11: think honestly, I go, Man, is that honeymoon over right before it early began? I mean, mm. you that's Russell. You brought him in for a reason. Now we're gonna kick a 65-yard field goal, Russell, on fourth and five.
16: Mm. Yeah.
11: That's just Man, I don't know. That was a weird one. A Check this out, though. True. It's a partnership.
1: Brandon mm-hmm. McManus is now one of five on field goals of 60 or more yards. His only make was last season. Do you think
4: Nathaniel Hackett knew this? You know what? It's <laughs> We talked about the players in the Monday night jitters, right, and uh, potentially being a little rusty. Maybe the coach was feeling some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it could yeah. be a thing. Yeah. So hey,
8: It looked like a confidence thing to me, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> in the I, offense, turbo in the offense, okay, All
4: right. in the All offense,
8: right. man. I mean, like if you, uh, if you, if you got full trust in 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 not only your quarterback, but I mean the the scheme and and the players that you have on the offense, you 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 pretty you pretty, feel pretty good about getting five yards with three timeouts. Like I can understand, like you don't have any timeouts when I mean, you got one left. You know what I mean? You got to be conservative in that situation, but man, you got. You got everything. You got all three timeouts. You know what I'm saying? You got money in the bank. Mm. I mean you got things you can play with. You should have a go to play in this situation of the game. That's why they call it situational football. You're supposed to prepare for these moments. Okay, it's fourth and five with thirty seconds left to go in the game. What is our play? Didn't sound like it didn't look like to me they got it. They
1: Russell got it. gets five years over two hundred forty million dollars. I guarantee you McManus ain't getting that. Just just that you alone. Think. Just that alone.
11: He's not getting the interest hey, off that.
1: Hey, and, and isn't this a partnership between Russell and, and Hackett? I'm telling Russ, no, what you want to so. do in this, in this situation? Right. Partner? I mean, what, what, what play do you well, no, got Rod, partner? Russell said kick it.
11: You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But you know what? That's their problem.
1: Right.
10: It is. Uh, I, don't, yeah. right. See, I don't even care, man. For that real. was –
11: I I, honestly, I can't, let's get this thing rolling because I can't wait to go home and watch the game again.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Um, End of the day, the Seahawks shocked the world. I don't think anybody (laughs) expected these guys to win this game, and they came out and played team football, and that was impressive. Everybody had their time. To shine offense, defense, even special teams. DJ Dallas had a nice return uh, to set up a, a good drive. Nice little thirty yeah, yard man, thirty and yard keep, game keep and made some tackles. So overall it was just an, an impressive team win, right?
12: Yeah, absolutely. And like it it wasn't only that they won when people didn't think they could win, but they played pretty good football. Like I, I don't think a lot of people expect him expected them to even play good football. And then I think, you know, Gino played good football and where people didn't expect him to be anything more than just, you know, chucking the ball out of bounds or something or another. I think they forgot the guy did have some skills, and he has had some success when Russell has been out. And uh, and like we're saying, like he's had a lot of reps with these receivers and with this offense and all these kinds of things. So I think there's a lot of um, – I don't want to overreact on on the first week just the way you don't want to overreact to some of the games last week. But – given everything that was going on leading up to this game and just the, you know everything that was going on behind the scenes and what this all meant for Russell or not having Russell and all that kind of stuff, uh, definitely the Seahawks outperformed anything that most people thought they were going to be mm-hmm. able to do.
4: Right, and when you think about this franchise in general, right, and if you go to the years before Pete Carroll and before the Legion of Boom it was kind of that thing, right? If there's a team up in Seattle, and mm-hmm. they don't really play football up there, right? <laughs> so the teams would come in here, and as we started to get better, and I'm talking about, um' if you know, I was drafted in 03, and those early years we started to win the division, and everybody started to kind of be like, okay, they, they can play a little bit of football over there. So it's that same type of feeling when you look at this thing, if you take away – to take away Russ and all the star power and everything comes with that. It's just about execution and the X's and O's. There's good football players on this team, and they showed up today.
11: Yep. Does yeah. this game change? Because you you're right. It's just one game, right? It's, right. A, it's a win. It's a loss. I wasn't going to get too high, too low. Either way, I really wasn't because it, what happened yesterday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams get blown out at times. But does it change the way you think about this team from a win-loss standpoint the rest of the year.
8: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I I, you know, I feel like this team in a lot of ways has been underrated anyway from the jump. You know, a lot of players in skilled position who can play ball. We've seen it throughout training camp and we watched it throughout the preseason. Although they didn't play, you know, relatively well in the preseason, you knew the talent was there. And once the veteran guys we're, you know, join the team and we're able to get those live reps that the team was going to be good. But, you know, speaking of Geno Smith, man, listen, anytime you got fans, 60,000 fans, change your name, you're doing something good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I truly believe, like we talk about how good the Broncos team is, I truly believe the better team won tonight. I truly believe the better team won tonight, the team that has the continuity, the togetherness, the brotherhood, right? You know, it's all new over there in Denver, right? Seattle, man, we, you know, we've been coming together. We've kind of been putting this thing together now for a couple of years. And the results of that really showed tonight to me.
1: Hey, Big Ray, going into this game, um, this offensive line was pretty new, right? You got two new tackles. You got a new center. Damian Lewis is out, so Phil Haynes got mm-hmm. the start. Um, what did you see out of those tackles? There was one play, I guess, holding called on Abe Lucas, which me and Moyer did not agree with. Well. was so That's bad. bad Overall, what did you think of, of O-line
12: play? I was super impressed, man. I said it at, at the halftime, and uh, and I still will say it, and I'm just going to keep saying it, that Abe Lucas was a steal, man. He really was. And and, and he has, to me, he is the the – finishing touch on the offensive line because those guards are going to, there's no way they're going to play. They didn't play as well last year as I expected them to. They're going to play much better this year. I think they, the, the offense has an identity now. They know how they want to run the ball. Penny is running with, like, just uh, purpose and intentional mm-hmm. intentionality versus kind of figuring it out. And then those two tackles, man, they played like studs. They played like they were not, the moment wasn't too big for them. You know, Pete talked about a little bit in the pregame where he said that uh they they can recognize when they made a mistake and go like yeah i need to I, I didn't do that right or I didn't do this right sometimes when you're a young player, that's really hard to do. It's really hard to figure out like mm-hmm. man like I, I something didn't work right on that play. I don't know what happened. when you can start to identify what happened and be your self coach on the field, then you can make corrections faster mm-hmm. so if when paul asked to me asked, like, does it change your perspective to me, it changes his mind to like I wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. because having a win like this for a bunch of young dudes, now they are bought into the, like, always compete, you know, paying attention to what you're doing, all the little details, you have no idea then where all that athleticism and ability can rise to. So I don't know what the number is, but I wouldn't be surprised. i put it it that way. Isn't
1: that crazy? It's like you expect them to be like, man, it really does work, huh? (laughs) If you really do compete, it's just going to go down. (laughs) And and another good thing about that O-line is, and I I credit the O-line and Geno Smith, Gino's only sacked twice. Yeah. So the O line is protecting, and Gino is getting that football out mm-hmm. quickly. I saw a lot of that,
4: Drew. He
11: has, yeah, he's yeah. a really good feel for the pocket. Yeah.
4: yeah. I saw it, and it's, um, if you talk about the wins and losses for the team. Does this change that? I think it changes maybe how the fans look at it. They, mm-hmm. they kind of see there's a chance, and maybe they're more bought in. It was kind of like, they had to show and prove first, right? You know, we've been hearing all the good stuff that's going on in camp, but we're not in there watching the film and seeing all the details and seeing all the stuff that the players see, and that's why they really don't care so much what the fans uh, think and the outside noise because they can't worry about that. They know what they got going on. But, um, yeah, man, what I did want to make – mention of, because we haven't really talked about the special teams today. I know uh, Coach Carroll touched on it, and he said it was the players that are supposed to be in there now, and that's why it looked a lot better. But I wanted to make note is that the running back room in general Mm -hmm. had a good day in special teams, right? Yeah. He talked about DJ Dallas, and he's flying down there like Cam Chancellor. Mm -hmm. He's wearing 31. Mm -hmm. I saw him do the bam, bam. yeah. 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 And I was like, man, this dude's a football player, not just a skilled guy with the ball but this is a football player out here and then you got um you got Travis Homer that came down there and I believe it might have been a um punt return or something made a tackle out there but the running back group today and we already talked about penny and everything he did but the running back group today is a really good group of football players and I yeah. think that just needed
8: to be yeah. said we talked about them having an impact in the pregame as well like the, the, just the versatility right overall that's in that room and you know what's kind of funny y'all remember the pre in the preseason Seahawks didn't do so well on special teams, right? right? Pete Carroll was in the post-game show like, yo, we're going to fix this. Immediately. And there will be some <laughs> <Immediately>. <laughs> changes. And whatever they did, it, it worked because you, you, you saw it in week one. Tonight It's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, I really give a lot of credit to this defense, though. I think there was one mistake Shane Waldron made in this football game. Broncos kick a field goal, go uh, make it 16-17. Seahawks get the ball back. We didn't run the ball one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember that possession? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, Rashad Penny is killing these guys. Run the football, you know. And then we end up going three and out. But our defense stood tall again in that moment. No matter what, man, they get a lot of credit.
1: Man, Rashad... But he finished the day with 12. twelve for sixty. Man. He could have easily had a hundred. There are two yeah. easy runs that were called oh, back, back that were over twenty yards.
11: That that, that bad call ridiculous. on Lucas because he had his hands inside. He didn't pull the guy, mm-hmm. and and Penny was already past him. And then and then a series or two later, you know, we got Daryl Taylor who comes across the edge and pulls him straight down right in front of the the, the play the same or the, the ref. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I know. You know, we'll leave it alone. And I, I know one thing. um Look, man, we got to be rooting for Denver to lose every game. <laughs> I'm so, look, we got their number one and number two uh, pick. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, uh, you think, I didn't think of that. That's oh, true. man, it's <laughs> critical that they we get a top ten pick. I mean, to keep rebuilding on this team. And, uh, yeah, that was a big win. Big win for us tonight.
1: Yeah, big win. Uh, Speaking of Broncos, we're going to hear from their quarterback, Russell Wilson. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Now we're going to hear from the Broncos quarterback, Mr. Russell Wilson.
6: I mean, really, the reality was just uh, we didn't get the ball in the end zone on, on those red zone plays, you know, and uh, turn, turn it over a couple of times, but down there. Um, <clears throat> but the thing was, I, I think that how how we kept answering, kept answering. I thought we were really good on third down. Um, I thought we, we were just, you know, kept getting first downs on third downs. And, and also, uh, we made some key plays. I thought Jerry Judy looked amazing tonight. Excited for him. Uh, Cortland, too, made some great plays, too, as well. Um, you know, so I, I think the name of this game is, you know, anytime you play, is you know it's about, you the turnover battle, you got to win that. And then also too, um, you know, I thought that, you know, all three, all three parts got to play great together at the same time, you know, when we can do that, especially two out of three, um, which I think we did at some, you know, some points of the game, but we've got to do it throughout the whole game. The great thing I told these guys, though, we got to be unwavering, you know, unwavering. Unwavering, you know. Um, you know, I thought that. Uh, you know, obviously the environment's always special here. Um, I've been here for ten years. You know, it was it was it was special tonight. I thought the energy. Um, I thought everybody was was focused and locked in. Um, you know, I couldn't have been more locked in. You know, just felt like I was on every little detail, and um, you know, it just didn't go our way. But guess what? There's 16 more games to go, and uh, there's a lot more football to play, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we can do, especially when we get it all together at the same time.
10: Russell,
6: Can you, uh... how surprised were you that he took the ball out of your hands on fourth and five and second rather than win the offense off field? Well, we got the, the best field goal kicker maybe in the game. Um, we knew that... We... The is... Yeah. Yeah, we we said uh, we said you know where can you make it from tonight? And he said 46 left hash. I think we were on the 46 right, 46 left hash. That was before the drive, and we got it. We got it there. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, I think he has a leg for it for sure. Um, you know, just went a little left, I believe, and just um, you know. In, in terms, of, I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything, and. Uh, you know, I, anytime you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I, think, I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Russ, you touched
5: on the atmosphere. Can you just expound on all of it You coming back, the emotions, the pride, and
6: everything. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that for me, um, Seattle's been, you know, amazing for me. You know, like I said. Uh, anybody who thinks any other words, they don't they don't know who my heart and I don't know how much uh, You know this city has meant to me um, from all the kids I've met uh, To you know building our school here to all the games. We won here all the special times um, Forever grateful for it, you know, and so I got to see a lot of teammates afterwards DK Tyler um, you know, DK. Just you know, talking to him. Just you know, he's one of my best friends in the world. You know, we talk every week, a couple times a week. Penny Hart. You know, we talk home <laughs> every other day. Uh, Tyler Lockett. You know, just seeing him get engaged and just you know, these things matter. You know, the game matters obviously when it matters, but um, you know, your friends matter too. And so, seeing guys like Disley, seeing guys like Quandre Diggs. You know, guy, I'm telling him how much he's inspired me. Just um, you know. As a, as a father, he's an amazing dad. I think he's uh, his heart. You know, he's you know he's got an amazing heart too as well. Um, you know, I just there's so many guys. I, I pray for Jamal too. Um, he's one of the best in the game. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what his status is or whatever. I just I know he he got off the field, but um, you know he's he's a guy I've talked to quite a bit too as well one of the best in the game. So I'm just praying for him, you know. So I think that, you know, more than anything else, though, for me personally, um, I didn't waver, you know. Um, they may cheer for you. They may boo you. Uh, they may uh, they'll love you one day and they'll hate you the next. And uh, that's sports. At the end of the day, I'm going to keep competing. I'm going to keep battling. I know who I am. First of all, I think for me, I'm just grateful God's given me the chance to play this game, to sit here in front of you guys and say, God, you know, it's, it's all for his glory and his glory alone. It's not for anybody else's. I play for an audience of one, and that's just for him. And so I'm just grateful that uh, I get to be with these guys, you know, in this locker room too as well. I've been around some amazing teammates in the past, and I got some amazing teammates currently. And uh, I'm, I'm going to remember every single moment of that. So um, tonight was special. Um, you know, it was, it was on the other side, you know, than, than I than I used to. Um, but it was uh, it was still a special environment, so a place that I've always loved. So what would you, you the penalties uh, to tonight? Say again? The number of penalties? Penalties that you had tonight. What was your truth? Um, I thought I thought we were just battling out there, you know. It's you know, we're, it's a great game going back and forth. I think that um, we, we we can eliminate those. It's um, football. I think we got a, a, a tough nose defense that has attitude and has uh, you know just is as tough as it can get. You're gonna get some penalties every once in a while when that happens. You know, that's just the aim of the game. Um, I think that also too. Um, I think we can be a little bit more efficient every once in a while. But I thought how efficient we were moving the ball down up and down the field. I mean. It, you know, uh, guys were excited, you know, about where we can go and what we can do. Um, today was, you know, we, we didn't get to, it get it done tonight, but there's so much there's so much that we can do. And it's so special to have such great running backs, you know, to see the tight ends. A.O. play well. Um, I thought our tight ends, I thought Beck played really great. Um, I thought that uh, I thought Cortland and and, and um, you know, Jerry were spectacular. Um, and, 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 you know, just to see K.J. Hamler back out there again. What an exciting, exciting for him. So that was great.
5: Time for a few more for us. I know
6: you said it's just sports, you know, cheers or boos That's kind of how it is. But did did the boos that came down bother you at all? Did it get to you? Were you expecting something else? Um, No, it it didn't bother me. You know, it was, uh, you know, this is a hostile environment. It always has been. You know, I didn't expect him to, you know, give a round of applause every once in a while. You know, (laughs) Um, you know. So, I, you know, I think that, uh, like I would say, you know, I gave everything I had every day here every day and anybody that says anything else you know they're completely wrong I gave everything I had every day so I can I know that for a fact so um you know I got like I said I have some amazing teammates on, on the other side of that field that I love to death and gave everything I had to them they gave everything they had to me and God brought me somewhere else you know I'm here you know in Denver I'm excited about it. I'm excited where we're going and um you know so it was I'm just grateful I'm just I give the glory to God because he he's he's given me the gift of playing this game
1: all right, that was Russell Wilson talking about his experience here at Lumenfield on the other sideline for the very first time. He said there's some cheers, there's some booze. He just had to go out there and do his thing. He seems like he is optimistic about what he can do with this Broncos offense. Pointed out about four or five guys who made plays for him. Paul Moyer, dissect this for me, man.
11: Never wavered. Never wavered. Look, it, it had to have stung. Um, you know, he he used so much to the this franchise and and city and uh, you know to be booed as hard as he was it had it stung but at the same time tonight is not the night to be cheered yeah tonight is the night you when you stepped on that field you have another uniform there was hey thank you a little spatter or splattering of applause but after that man they got at it man and pete talked about it he goes man they competed too the 12s they wanted to win and they they let the other team know. And I have no problem with that. When he comes back and he's in the ring of honor, he's going to be cheered like nobody else. But not now. And the other thing is 12s are smart enough to know we got your first and second round draft pick next year. We need you guys to lose. So I I think the part that may have stung him the most was the Gino, Gino, Gino part. Mm. Because he never got that. Mm. And, I, and again, that is not about, to me, Russell. That's about Gino. The respect for Gino, man, and that hey, we get what you're having to shoulder. I mean, the greatest quarterback in Seahawk history that you're stepping in, that's a hard place to step into. And I I, I thought the crowd was phenomenal. It stung, but I think it stung for the right reasons.
12: Yeah. I, I you know, I think when you ex when you have to explain a lot about how you responded to it is indication that it did sting a little bit. And he's a very uh Uh, conscious of his Mm -hmm. persona and his reputation and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, for all that he's done here to come back, I think probably he felt like he was going to get a bigger applause. But like you said, Paul, it's not – the fans aren't stupid either. They Mm -hmm. know this dude is the greatest quarterback here. They know there's going to be a time to cheer him. They they know he's going to, you know, be going to Hall of Fame as a Seahawk. They know he's going to be in the ring of honor. They know that he – brought them their, their first Super Bowl ring. So it's not like like to me, the fact that they're born him is almost validating him. Yep. you All know right. what I'm saying validating his greatness, you know yes. because you don't want to give him good energy to come here and, and, and play your team. So uh, I, I agree with everything that you just said, and I also uh, agree that it, it did it had to sting. It had to sting a little bit.
11: because if he was over the hill. Right. I think they would have cheered him. <laughs> no, I'm serious, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're at the end of your career coming back. Yeah. Right? But no, no, no. Yeah, so, no, that's a good point. That's good right. point,
4: Paul, good point. And I think that we should just be able to be honest. Russ should not have expected that type of reception. You shouldn't expect your old flame to still be in your life, right? Yeah. And You move on, and you move on to the next, and you look forward. It's almost like the same type of situation we talked about with the Seahawks about – the noise and the stuff on the outside even though this is a special situation you played here for 10 years you went to Super Bowl you did all this stuff so but hard decisions right you make that jump and you jump over and that's just what it is and you live by that and you look forward and you move forward so um, I still cheer for Russ um, he's a great man it, it does a lot of great stuff I think he's treated unfairly and um a lot of different ways with people calling them the the corny and this and he, he's not in the streets he, he's not breaking no laws he, he's out yeah. here doing a lot of good stuff so i can appreciate russ oh, in that goodness.
11: way yep i agree
4: you know one of the things about uh these 12s these fans here in seattle is that they're
8: one of the more loyal fan bases that you could ever ask for in all of sports football basketball whatever it is they're always cheering for guys when they go out and do other things and outside ventures outside of the sport they're always cheering guys on and I mean you could you could play here for two years man and, and <laughs> you feel like you've been you've been a Seahawk for 10 you know that's how welcoming and that's how loving uh, these Seahawks fans are to players that walk through uh, these doors and that's why for a long time, you know, I mean, even, even now I, I still say, like, man, listen, you want to talk about who the best fans of football are, uh, it's, it's, it's the 12s, it's the Seahawks fans just the, for the simple fact that uh, they're so loyal and they're competitive, you know, and a lot of that comes from, the, you know, the Pete Carroll mantra of competing and, uh, and things like that. And so, you know, it's to be expected to, uh, you know, Booty enemy, you know, <laughs> in a in fair. a sense, but it's but it comes from a loving place. Uh,
12: and that's
8: the <laughs> I like it. it. it Boo, it we does. love you, Russ. No, no, it, it, does. Does. it does. I think it you're right. No, I, it does. I feel you. And that's what makes these
11: fans so great. You know, hey. That's the loudest game, you guys. And I, it's that's subjective, right? Right. But it's the loudest game I remember. I, I must have to go back 2013. When we played the 49ers yeah. and Green Bay when we got back to yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it was relentless today. And, and I even, we talked about this uh, as a group. I felt like the 12s got a little complacent. You know, we're so loud. Yeah. The stadium's so loud. We we went at home. And the last couple of years, right. it, it was loud, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't this kind of loud. It was
8: electric today. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm <laughs> like... There were, there were times in the game, Bump, I couldn't I, – I was watching the crowd more than the game.
4: Yeah.
8: I'm sitting there, I'm just like, look at these green towels just waving around in circles. And, you know what I'm saying, you see a little splash of orange juice in there. But, you know, for the most part, you got this green and blue. <laughs> just juice. You know, man, and, and, and I'm just like, I'm looking I'm – like, I'm like, look at this crowd. You know, I'm not – I'm like, man, the, the play is going on and all I can watch are the fans, man, and how they're interacting and how they're cheering – our team on man so it was electric is is the you word must. that i would put on that
1: it was electric and we are going to break down some of those plays that got the crowd going next here on your home for the seahawks seattle sports 710 and cairo news radio 97.3 fm now it's time for game mvp why you got that look on your face turbo uh,
8: just because it's hard that's the
1: same, <laughs> that's
8: you the same that, look you the same gave the 31 <laughs> 13 you know score what? you might you know need to what?
1: find a different but look you
8: know what i'm I, I, Listen, <laughs> my mind uh-uh. is more clear now. We talked about this already. There's <laughs> just so many good performances out there. I can't pick one. Okay. I'm trying to
1: think. So, so I, come true. to me last. I, I'll start you out. Nah, you no, know, you know the OG got to go last. He always goes last. Dang.
4: You go second.
13: Going the rook, yeah.
3: I don't really
4: know the game but I got uh I'm in a game MVP my my man I want to give him his flowers just because he came out he did his thing uh as you know, Smith I know to me it's obvious but you got to recognize game when my man comes out here does exactly what he practiced this week does exactly what the game plan called for came out here didn't Overthink it, didn't overdo it, but took exactly what the defense gave them. I mean, to make it happen. So I applaud Mr. Smith. Hey,
1: my guy Turbo is literally sweating right now thinking about his game. <laughs> oh, oh, my, it's okay, so my, my brother. Bro, I'd already messed up once. Leave me oh, alone. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Turbo?
8: You know what? I've been I've been talking about this defense a lot, mm. and uh,
11: it's a good call. Yeah,
8: you know, and I think. I'm a, so many guys on the defense play. I mean, you got Michael Jackson, two fumble recoveries. But, you know, I I, I like the way Tyreek came and played in his first game as a rookie. Tyreek Woollett. Interesting. I like how he came game up. Game MVP. And game MVP. Most man. valuable player. Most valuable player today. Hey, Turbo. Yeah. Like Turbo's I said, this is what what your saying? fourth preseason game. Man. Like, <laughs> hey, explain <let's>, yourself, Turbo. <laughs> your fourth, explain <laughs> yourself. Hey, I just like the way that he, uh, you know, played four quarters of a football game and he didn't allow his mistakes to really determine his next plays, the following plays after that. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe he wasn't the MVP to y'all on a stat sheet. He didn't get a pick. You know, he didn't get a forced fumble or anything like that. But as far as, like, his poise and effort and just overall ability. The oh, this is the sad.
11: poise award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure.
12: If you, if you can, if, if, if you we'll can explain it on this napkin, it's
8: T-dub. probably not the right thing. T Dub,
12: twenty-seven.
11: Do you oh, remember when I Jordan Babino in preseason we were talking about what the most important position to watch is, and he goes, the backup quarterback. Yeah. And we all looked at him. We go, Russell Wilson is not—he's <laughs> never coming off the field. The least important position for the Seahawks is the backup quarterback. But Poise works for me. I'm just. I like it. <laughs> Call it what you want. There's <laughs> something to it,
8: Turbo. T Dub in the billion. Period. <laughs> what I the like by you, end.
11: man. True, hey.
8: True is he's a tea good teammate. He's a good dude. Hey, right there. <laughs> I hear you. I'm
12: a good teammate too. That was a terrible <laughs> you know, Sometimes the truth has to be the truth. But I feel you. I feel you. I'm yeah, gonna go Turbo. with my man. We'll move it on. I'm gonna go with my man Nuosu because he had one sack. He caused a fumble. He had at least two other hits on the quarterback. He was a, the guy that had the most consistent pressure on Russell today. But you could, obviously, I, I want to pick Geno, which to me is the guy that should take it. But just should throw someone else out there. I think, you know, his first year playing for the Seahawks, new acquisition, I thought he did a good He showed himself well today.
11: All right, Moya. Uh, did he already pick? Yeah, he yeah. picked Geno,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you sure picked, picked Geno. Geno. Yep. Yeah.
11: That's the first time he called me OG. I resemble that remark by the way um <laughs> triple
4: OG, right? Uh,
11: yeah I, that. <laughs> I I think no- nooso played phenomenal tonight I think he the stability what 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 a great free agent pick for us um I knew he was good at, when he was with the chargers. Man, he, he's, he's electric. He's a smart football player, too, especially on the edge. A couple of times the way he danced with some of the offensive linemen. like See, he, he changes it up. He doesn't always just try and slam the guy or just use his hands. He's, he's mixing it up. But phenomenal game. But the pressure on Geno Smith today, for him to start off 13 for 13, 17 for 18 at halftime, 23 for 28, and kept us in the game. I and mean, look, we jumped out at 17 points in the first half. Man, uh, what if and 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 it's just a good feel story. I mean, here's a guy who's been behind Eli Manning and he's been behind you know Russell Wilson and who was it, who was it before that? Philip Rivers. Philip yeah. Rivers. I mean, you know, just to wait his turn again and not to truly waver from a, a person we heard earlier um, believed in himself. Um, I, I just what a, what a great story. So I'm I'm going with Geno Smith on this one.
1: Yeah, I don't think I get to pick during this segment. But uh, I would have went with Geno. Yeah. Um, typically, the tiebreaker. But You're
11: the tiebreaker. I would
1: have yeah. went with Geno. Um, it's just impressive, man. There's a lot of pressure on him. Everyone's I doubting him. I would have with Geno too. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna switch it? I was trying to be creative or something.
4: Yeah, you good. like Geno's poise, right? Uh, yeah. There yeah, you go. Geno is definitely. <laughs> the MVP you overcoach him. Definitely the MVP.
1: <laughs> you like his poise? That's what, that's yeah. Geno did show some and poise had today. And he has some poise
8: too.
4: Um.